0: about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Ready for some word this morning? Yes. Good. You came to the right place. Praise God. All right, take your bibles this morning, go to Matthew chapter 6. We've been talking about the kingdom of God and specifically kingdom faith. Faith basically that you have accesses for you the things that already belong to you from the kingdom of God. They're already in heaven for you. All those things are in the spiritual realm, but how many know we need some physical things? while we're here also. So faith brings those physical things into existence, even though they're already yours, praise God. You have to come to a place where you have knowledge of those things that they belong to you and then receive, say receive. Notice you earn nothing from God. That's why it's called grace. Grace is given because it was not earned, it was given to you for a free, free gift. How many of you got saved because you earned it? If you did, you need to come up and get saved. <laughs> Because you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't earn that. It's by grace. It's freely given to you. So we're going to start today in Matthew chapter 6. Look at verse 9, very familiar scripture. Jesus says, And after this manner, therefore pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, how many know he's in heaven? Notice, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is where? In heaven now this is the Lord's Prayer basically and this pertains a lot to us today because the kingdom of God is already here Jesus brought the kingdom of God when he came he said repent change the way you think because the kingdom of God is here and at hand so here's a prayer of Father's Prayer it says our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is where Amen. in heaven so notice if we are going to be part which we are when God said in Genesis chapter 1 let them he gave us authority and dominion here on the earth God does not have authority and dominion on the earth except through us, through who we are. We are man. We have a physical body. But here it says what he wants done is his kingdom to come and his will, say his will, will. be done here on the earth. Now, if I'm going to cooperate with what God has me for, my plan and my purpose, and he wants to bring his will into the earth, and the only way he can bring his will into the earth is through man who he created and put in a physical body, then it's imperative that I know what his will is in order to bring it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, we got to know what God's will is, basically, in order to fulfill our plan and our purpose. We got to know what God really wants. And how many know, if you know what God wants, there's easy agreement there with God. It's like my wife. When she comes back home, if I say, honey, let's go on a trip, how many know I'm not worried about whether she's going to say no or not? There's no doubt in me whatsoever. If I say, let's take a T, as soon as I get to TR, the ip just comes along, praise God, because I know her will. I know what she wants. I know what she's going to do, praise God. Okay, go to Romans chapter 12. That's what makes faith strong to you. You know it's God's will anyhow. You know it's something you want done, so it's easy to go to God and agree with him and fulfill what he wants you to do. Romans chapter 12. Another familiar scripture. Look at verse 2. Here it says, And be not conformed to this world... But be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Notice, we've all heard the scripture many times. It tells you not to be conformed to this world. What does that mean? Don't continue to believe the way the world believes, the way the world does things, the way the world thinks, the way the world acts, the way the world does. But basically, we want to be conformed to the kingdom of God. We want to find out how God does things. How many know God's smarter than anybody in the world? I don't care how many BAs, TAs, 4As they've got behind their name. It doesn't really matter. God's smarter than they are. So we want to do what God basically wants to do. Now notice, why do, why do we transform? Why, what's the main objective of us in transformation? What is it? Renewing our mind. What is it? Renewing your mind, but what, why, why do we renew our mind? Transform. Look what the scripture says. Renewing your mind that you may what? Prove what is the good, acceptable, and the perfect Oh, so we're renewing our mind basically to know the will of God so that we can prove the will of God here on the earth. So the only way you can really, really prove the will of God is if you know the will of God. How many of you know if you think you're fighting against God, you're not going to do very well? So we have to know what God's will is in this earth realm. We have to know what he wants done. We talked about a little bit on Wednesday night, basically, uh, for several people, on what they call a, a POA, a power of eternity. And basically what I do is I represent them when they can't be there to get something done. So basically, God is in heaven. We already found out Father is in heaven. How many know the Father wants something done here on the earth? He needs POAs to do it. Thank you. That's all of us. We're POAs. We are here. God can do it. Recently, Vinny was up north, and Vinny couldn't get something done down here, but I'm his POA. So even though Vinny's will needed to be done in this earth, he couldn't come, so he used his POA to get it done in the earth. Now, spiritually, it's the same way. God has elected POA. Say, I'm a POA. POA. He wants people healed. He wants them delivered. He wants his will brought into the earth. How can you POA if you don't know what they want? See, it doesn't matter if you're a POA or not. You're going to not be able to do something for someone who you're a POA from if you don't know what their will is to tell you what to do because they're not there to do it. So God's will is very, very important. So we want to renew our mind, not just to get rid of sin, not just to be a good person, but to find out what the will of God is, and then we can prove that will of God in this earth realm and extend God's kingdom into all the earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Go to 1 John chapter 5. We have in here basically several things about Jesus' name. You know, you study Jesus' name, you look at it. For a long time, we thought it was a rabbit's foot. You know what that means? Oh, God bless me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. But in Jesus' name just means you're a POA for Jesus to do what Jesus wants to do. So if you're trying to do something, oh, Lord, give me three wives in Jesus' name. How many know that doesn't work? Because it's not in Jesus' name, it's not even Jesus' will for you to do it. So you, Jesus' name there. To, so you got to know His will in order to carry out in Jesus' name in place of Jesus. What to do down here? So everything that we pray in Jesus' name should be in line with God's will because we're praying it in Jesus' will. Back to God. Are you following me? If you don't know His will, then what are you praying? Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. You're just wasting your time basically prayer-wise. I right, look at First John chapter five, verse four. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the... How many believe Jesus is the Son of God? All right, well, if you believe Jesus is the Son of God, then you're born again. And here it says, if you're born again, you are right now a world overcomer. Hallelujah. Is that good news? Praise God. Then how come we don't see too many Christians... Overcoming the world when they're world overcomers. Because you overcome here, here's the victory that overcomes. This is the victory. Say, this is the victory. Notice, faith does not get you the victory. Faith is the victory. So when I'm in faith, I'm in victory. You cannot be outside of victory and be in faith. You're out of faith. So this is the the victory that overcomes world, even our faith. So my faith. Now, faith in what? Faith in the sun coming up tomorrow morning, faith in it's going to rain in the afternoon in Florida every day, faith in a... No, it's faith in God's word, isn't it? It's faith in what God has said, and God has said his will in his will and testament, so we need to have faith in what God has said, which is his will. How do we do that? We renew our mind on the word of God so that we can prove his will, so we can fulfill the part that says his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, praise God. Hallelujah. All right, go to Galatians chapter 1. If you can get this stuff over to somebody that you get saved brand new, they'll get it just like that. If you try to get it over to people who have been Christians for a long time and hearing religious doubt and unbelief, it takes a while. I mean, you've got to dig up some of the stuff in order to have room to plant the new stuff. Hallelujah. All right, Galatians chapter 1. Look at verse 4. It says, talking about Jesus, he gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. This is talking about Jesus. Jesus gave himself. Why did he give himself? To deliver us from this present evil world. So what's he talking about? This evil world that's here, the thoughts of this evil world, the way the evil world works, the way it thinks, the way it does things. He wants us to be completely delivered from this present evil world. It talks about the same thing as renewing our mind. What for? You're either going to be conformed to this world or you're going to renew your mind and be transformed by the renewing of your mind to God's will. So you're either every day believing God's will in every situation or you're just believing and hoping that's God's will or you're wondering what God's will is or you don't even care what God's will is. Are you following me? So it makes a difference here. Here it says basically, how are you going to live delivered from the world if you don't know that you are? But you are. Why are you? Because the Word says you are. So as soon as it tells me I'm delivered from this world, then I started to search out ways that this world was affecting my life anti-God's Word. And then I had to make that correction in my life and start standing against those thoughts and ideas that I had in my mind to line up with God's will, whether than the way I was taught, the way I was brought up, the people I hung out with, the things that I did, praise God. So notice, each and every one of us here should be a world overcomer. How do we overcome the world? We know God's will in every situation rather than what the world tells us to do. We operate in the way God wants us to operate. So Jesus gave himself that you might live victoriously read it again look who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will will of God our father well that's his will then right if it's already in the book then that's God's will. well I don't know if I want to be delivered from the It doesn't matter praise God look at it it says here that's God's will for you if you want God's will then you're going to seek to be conformed to God's will in order to come free of this world that's already here basically it's God's will that you live delivered from this world you live delivered from the curse You live free from sickness and disease. You live free from poverty, from sin, depression. He wants his will done on this earth as it is in heaven. I mean, no, there's no poverty in heaven today. No sickness in heaven today. No demons running around in heaven today. So basically you can live in that here as a world overcomer. No matter what's going on around you, you can live as a heavenly being because you've been born again. Faith in your life will only begin where the will of God is known. You want faith for finances, you have to know God's will for finances. You want to live healed, you have to know what God's will is for healed. You want peace, you have to know what God's will is for peace. Otherwise, in your mind, there's still this thought of will God do it, won't God do it, maybe he will, maybe he'd like to do it, maybe he wouldn't like to do it, maybe he could, maybe if I cry, maybe if I pray louder, maybe if I kneel down, maybe if I stand up. All those things are because you don't understand God's will to begin with in your life. How many of you have ever prayed that way? Man, when I first started praying, I wasn't getting answers. I'd stand up. I'd kneel down. I'd do backflips. I did whatever I did to thought to impress God to get him. And all I'd do was, was out of line with his will to begin with because I didn't know his will. Since I didn't know his will, it was hard for me to enforce his will. How I mean, you know, I, I can't go do something for Vinny today without talking to him and do whatever I want. I'm a POA, not a takeover. Are you following me? So we just can't take over and do, do our will. My will be done on earth as it is in heaven. No, it's his will be done on earth as it is in heaven so faith basically will start in your life where the will of God is known you cannot have faith in a situation if you don't know the will of God you cannot have victory in a situation because you don't know God's will and you don't have any faith you cannot enforce your rights if you do not know his will and the church for years you know when, when I got saved I tell you I was hungry for the word of God anybody else and the problem was I ate everything everything didn't matter who it was what it was everybody said something i ate it and by after about three weeks i was so confused i didn't even know my name anymore because one would contradict the other and the other counterdict everybody's told me you never know what god's going to do you ever heard that he moves in mysterious ways well how am i going to have faith in what i don't know god's going to do and don't even know what he wants to do and say that i have faith in god well god can do whatever he wants but you don't know god can't do whatever he wants because he gave man authority here on the earth, and he needs man's cooperation and your faith in order to do that, praise God. People come to me all the time, say, well, we're just believing God, and I always say, for what? And he look at you like he cussed at him. <laughs> I'm believing God, for what? <laughs> well, I just believe he can do whatever God wants to do. How I many know there's no faith in that? There's no faith there in that. You have faith in something that someone said, and you believe what they said. And you're standing on that word, basically. I was taught when I first got in that, you know, I saw people get healed. I saw people not get healed. So I was taught that some get healed and some don't get healed. Well, that was a problem because when I got sick, I didn't know which one I was. Right? I'm sick. Does God want to heal you? He heals some, don't heal others. Are you one of them he's going to heal? I don't know. I sure hope so. Cause if he don't want me healed then and if he don't want me healed there's no sense me asking him for healing because he don't want me heal anyway so I'll pray to get healed but if he wants me healed I'll get healed if he don't want me healed I won't get healed if I'm sick I'm sick if I'm healed I'm healed if I'm God's doing everything do you see how confusing we have gotten and how things have happened in our life so we have to find out God's will you have to know God's will when you know God's will then you can put faith in his will God desires that you be delivered from this present evil world that's his will Now what can you do? You can fight the good fight of faith. I know what God's will is. So if something's trying to come against my mind for worry, worry's not in the kingdom of God. I'm going to resist that in the name of Jesus because that's of the world and I don't worry with the world, praise God. Fear tries to come in my life. What am I going to do? I'm going to fight the good fight of faith, praise God. I don't have a spirit of fear. I have a spirit of love and power and of a sound mind, praise God. So what am I doing? Because I know his will. Now I can stand against anything that tries to come against his will. But if you don't know that, You just go along and worry. God, please help me with this world. You don't need any help with this worrying. You can do it by your own. We're all professionals. Right? Nobody ever taught you to worry. You did that at the age of one and a half, probably, praise God, already. Nobody taught you to fear. So we have to be untaught in those situations and circumstances and understand, and then we can fight The good fight of faith. And that's why, you know, I mention this all the time. People seem to get upset, but God is not in control of everything, praise God. He's not. I don't care who you heard that from, how many times you heard, he's not. If he is, you don't need any faith. He's going to do what he wants to do anyway. You don't need to pray for healing. He's going to heal you or not heal you. Don't make any difference. You're going to be rich or not rich. It's all up to God. But that's not true. Because once again, when he said, let them, he confined himself to heaven and allowed man to be ruler on this earth realm. So we are here to cooperate with him, and we cooperate with him through prayer. What do we do? We pray his will into the earth so God can get in with access and agreement with you to change situations, circumstances, and perform miracles here in this realm, praise God. But in order to do that, we've got to know what? His will, praise God. Okay, go to 1 John, Well, go to Matthew chapter 8 quick. If you pray a prayer and then say at the end of it, if it be thy will, you need to find his will before you pray the prayer. See, if you don't know his will, you can't say, how are you gonna believe something from God when you don't even know that God wants it done to begin with and probably won't do it? You're just, once again, wasting your time. All right, Matthew chapter eight. Here's a story about the church. Verse one, when Jesus was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshiped him saying, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. Jesus put forth his hand and touched him and said, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Now, here comes a leper down from the mountain. He says, I know you can. Now, I'll tell you what, I don't even care if people aren't saved. They know God can. You don't have to be born again to believe that God can. Because if it's God, God can. So this guy comes down and he says, I know you can, but, but I need to know if it is your will. See, knowing he can is not the answer. Knowing he can and it's his will is the answer. So how did Jesus answer him? Well, you know, God heals some people, doesn't heal other people. Sometimes he's afraid to get too close to leprosy so you will have to call into the secretary and can make, make you a point. No, no, no. Jesus said I will. I mean, that ended that. So he knew it was his will. Not only could he now, but it was his will. Jesus touched him and what happened? Immediately. Now that tells me that the people we minister to, we'll take a little side trip here, need to know that God will before you pray for them. Otherwise, they're in their mind wondering whether he will, questioning whether he will. Is it God's will? He heals some. He healed my dad, but didn't heal my mom. Blah, blah, blah. All that stuff's got to be taken out of our mind, and we know that when we know God's will. So we need to know God's will. Say, I need to know. I need to know. God's, will. God's will. All right, go to First John chapter 3. Alright, First John chapter 3, look at verse 8. It says, He that commits sin is of the devil, and the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of who? So now we know why Jesus came. One of the reasons was he wanted to destroy the works of the devil. Basically, what are the works of the devil? Are they peace? Are they joy? Are they no, they're sickness, they're disease, they're the curse, they're worry, they're fear, they're unbelief there are all these things so we know now that god's will is to destroy the works of the devil why because jesus came to destroy the works of the devil and jesus came and says as you have seen the father if you've seen the father you've also seen so jesus was basically the will of god in action here on the earth that's why you need to study the life of jesus to understand god's will You don't go in the Old Testament and try to understand God's will. You're not gonna get it there. Go to Jesus. Everything Jesus did was in the will of the Father. He never did anything outside the will of the Father. So everything he does is the will of the Father. Did he destroy the works of the devil? Then is it God's, God's will that we destroy and keep those works destroyed in people's lives? Now, what does that do? That gives me legal position again. I'm now a a confirmed POA. What does God want? God wants basically people delivered from the works of the devil and myself. So what am I going to do? When something that's of the devil tries to come in my life, I'm not going to cry about it. I'm not going to weep about it. I'm not going to be afraid about it. I'm going to stand against that thing, praise God, because I know my father's will, and he's backing me up because he's the one that told me that, and I'm going to stand against worry, against fear, against all these things. Some people need to stand against their old nature. See, you still think you were who you were before you got born again. Therefore, you are who you used to be because you believe it. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, you're not. You're born again, for God's sakes. God changed your nature when you got born again. Old things have passed away. All things have become new, and you're not who you used to be. Don't even think about what you used to do. Don't even walk in or claim what you used to be. Well, I've got this problem, and I've got that problem, and I've got rejection. Now, no, you ain't got any of that stuff unless you want it. And then you claim it. I mean, if you're half and half, then you got two daddies. Come on, you got Satan, and you got the father you got both, praise God. You're two of them. And when you die, you're going to have to go two places. You have to go to hell for a couple weeks and back up to heaven for a couple weeks and back to hell for a couple weeks. No, no. The old man was destroyed and gone, praise God, in your life. And condemnation is what's holding you back from believing God to begin with. There is no condemnation in those, praise God, who are in Christ Jesus. Yet we want to live with that condemnation, that sin consciousness that's on us all that I'm such a sinner. I'm such a loser. And you crawl into God like this and you want to get something. The Bible tells you to come boldly to the throne of grace and receive mercy and grace in a time of need. Why? Because you're not who you used to be. Stop talking like you used to be. Stop thinking like you used to be. Stop claiming things that you used to be. You're not those things anymore. Well, I'll change when I get to heaven. No, you won't. Praise God. You need to change right now. Praise God. It's already on the inside of you. You are a brand new creation. I didn't have to fight to get over alcohol. I didn't have to go through 28 steps to get through alcohol. I was no longer an alcoholic. He died, and they buried him in the grave when Jesus went there. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I was totally set free at that time. I'm not a weak person. I'm not a sinner. I'm not a crybaby. I'm not not all these things anymore. That's not who he made me to be. And Jesus ain't going to die for you again. He entered once into the holy place, having obtained an eternal redemption for you, praise God. He's not going to do it. The problem is we won't receive it because of up here. And I'll tell you, if you're trying to earn anything from God, you're in religion and basically sin. It was already provided. It's a freebie. It belongs to you, each and every one of you. But we won't change. We won't change the way that we think. And that hurts us because it's hard to walk in the things of God while living in condemnation at the same time. You have an inferiority complex. God, way up here, I'm down this little worm here. I sure hope he sees me as a worm and he helps me. And no, he wants you on a son and daughter level. That's what he wants, praise God. Well, I mean, what if you walk by a bum on the street out here who's kept saying, I'm poor, I'm poor, and somebody walked up and gave him $2 million. Do you think he keeps saying, I'm poor, I'm poor? No. He, he don't want to say, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. Well, what was the difference? Somebody freely gave him something. Listen to me. Somebody freely gave him something that changed his life, and now he believes he's rich. Well, something freely was given to you, praise God. You're a brand-new creation in Christ Jesus, full of the power of God, full of the righteousness of God, yet you want to be a sinner down here someplace because you won't change your mindset, praise God. It's already been done, glory to God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. How did you get there? He made me that way. Yeah, made that way. That's what he made me, praise God. That's who I am. The old man's gone. So this condemnation is another thing that's holding the church back. And that was taught to us. You're just a worm. You can't do nothing. You're always losing to God. You're always messing around with God. You're a failure to God. You're you're none of those things. That is the devil who accuses the brethren. God don't accuse the brethren. The devil accuses the brethren, praise God. And that's only because he used to go in heaven and accuse you, but since he got thrown out, he can't even go up there anymore. So he's too busy accusing you to you rather than the devil he, or God because he can't get up there anymore. So he just comes to you. Oh, you're no good. You're such a worm. God will never answer your prayer. Be, b b. That's me. That's who I am. You're right. That's right. And then you come to church and woo-hoo, woo And then you go back out. I'm a worm. I You come back on Wednesday. Woo-hoo. Oh, Don't you get tired of that roller coaster? I'm great, I'm terrible, I'm righteous, I'm unrighteous, I'm healed, I'm sick. Make up your mind. My God, you're schizophrenic. Bi-spiritual polar. (laughs) Come on now, it's already been provided for us, praise God. It already belongs to us. Why? It was the will of God, praise God. If his will was to make me righteous and bless God, that's fine with me. Hallelujah. I'm not going to argue and I'm not going to fight. So here it says he wanted to destroy the works of the devil. So what am I going to do? My job is to do the will of God. I'm going to go around destroying the works of the devil. I'm going to keep the works of the devil off of my life. I have the ability to do that because I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. All right, go to 1 Timothy chapter 2. Great flow in here this morning, I'm telling you. Guys, keep this up. We won't be done until 5. 1 Timothy chapter 2 All right, First Timothy chapter 2, look at verse 3. It says for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth now how many know it says here this is the will of god what's the will of god what is it that how many be saved all be saved so when i got born again the thing that i want to do i wanted to witness there's just a natural something in you where you want to reproduce you want to bring somebody else into the joy and the peace that you've got before religion took it all away Yeah, yeah yeah that's right that's right, I'm telling you the truth, praise God. So what happens, so you want to go out and witness. So if somebody says, oh, you go out and witness, but I'll tell you what, you know, some get saved and some don't get saved. You, you just got to go out and witness, but some will get saved, don't get saved. So I'm going out to witness and everybody I'm looking at say, saying, uh, I wonder if that's one God wants to save or don't want to save. Well, if it's one he don't want to save, there's really no sense in me going up and witnessing to him because God don't want him to get saved anyway. But if it's one God wants to get saved, then I'm going I'm to save him, you know, but I just don't know which one God is. And you're waiting for the dog to bark at midnight in order to know. Why is it? You're confused, aren't you? You don't know what to do. You don't know what to witness to it, not to witness to him. what to do, what not to do, how to do it, where to go, what to do. So basically, you don't know what to do. But when you know what God's will is, God's will that how many men? Then everybody I run into is a prospective candidate for me to get him in the kingdom of God. And if I'm getting him in, that's God's will. Now, how many know some of them may reject it, but it don't make any difference that I can't give it to them? Because I planted a seed there, even if I made them mad. I'll tell you, make somebody mad, you've planted a seed because they'll meditate on it for a while as they, as they hate you. Won't they? They'll I, I, You know what that person told me? They told me I had to receive Jesus. I tell you what, those stupid religious people. I had to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And one day they wake up in the middle of the night and say, "My God, I got to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior." And it's because, come on, you planted a seed on the inside of him, and all once it, it connected with something else, and all once it it exploded on the inside of him. But how many men does he want to be saved? Oh. All men, not just part men, not just some men. So now I'm free to be a POA. I can I can witness here, praise God, I can do it because I know that all men come. Now notice, not only does he want them to get saved, but he wants all men to come into the knowledge of the. So we got a lot of saved people who aren't coming into the knowledge of the. So they're half will. Is that right? So do so you come to the knowledge of the truth and still not understand God's will and live your whole life, die and go to heaven and never perform anything in God's will, never receive anything from God, never really do anything in the kingdom of God, but you died and went to heaven for that period of time, and that's fine and dandy, but how many know it's more fun in life if you have a purpose? If you have a calling for something to do, it's more exciting to see just one person get born again. You know, when you see somebody receive Jesus, Lord and Savior, and start those little tears down, you don't care. You, They can have your whole bank account. Don't make any difference to you, praise God, because somebody just entered an eternal life, and you know that's more fulfilling than even the money you got, the car you got, or anything else you got in the natural realm doesn't mean anything to you because something happened, praise God. And what you're doing? You're enforcing God's will in somebody's life. You're proving God's will in somebody's life because you know what his will is. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Where am I? All right, go to Colossians chapter 1. All right, Colossians chapter 1, we'll just look at verse 9, that'll be far enough. It says, for this cause we also since the day we heard it do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, if we don't know if God wants to heal this one, if we don't know if God wants to do this or do that, or if we think God's in control of everything, why should I even bother to find out what the will of God is, if God gonna do what God gonna do anyway. Why should I be filled with the will of God? He's going to do whatever he wants to do anyway. Don't make any difference. He's controlling the whole world. He's doing everything. Why should should I? Why should I even pray? He's going to do what he wants to do. Why should I release my faith? He's going to do whatever he wants to do because he's God, and he is God. He's a sovereign God, sovereign enough to make you in charge of the earth realm, praise God. And he did it. So we're basically born again. We're, we're, We're the POAs here. This is what we do. So what do we do? We study the life of Jesus. Everything Jesus did is in the will of God. That means I can do everything that Jesus did, his works, and even can I do. Why? Because he was a POA while he was here, and I've taken his POA place. Only instead of one POA, he got a bunch of POAs all over the place, praise God. For Jesus to do something in Nazareth, he had to be there. Now we got POAs everywhere, praise God. We got POAs on Facebook. We got POAs on the internet, praise God. We got POAs everywhere. What's it for? To bring His will into this earth, where I'm one person at a time, praise God. If we can just get one saved here, that one gets two saved there. That gets three saved there. That one gets four saved there. And hopefully they get in a place where they learn something, rather than just sit out there and cry and scream and holler and be be a you know, something in the body of Christ that's actually a pain rather than helping out. But there's a growth period that takes place and we all need to grow. How many of you know that? Yes. All right, go to Titus chapter two. Right after Timothy. You're welcome. All right, are you there? Titus chapter 2, look at verse 14, talking about Jesus again. He gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous for good what? Works. All right, well, here's it talking about Jesus again. Another reason why Jesus came was to redeem us from how much iniquity? Part of iniquity, some of iniquity, all of iniquity then why you claiming iniquities in your life when you've been redeemed from every one of them? That's right. See? We claim things in our life. Well, I've always struggled with that, always struggled, and you always will. Yeah, you will. Because you can't get rid of it. If you could get rid of it, why would Jesus go to the cross? You get rid of it by faith through grace. I don't claim that anymore. That's part of the old nature. That's who I was back in the old day. I don't need to do anything. So I've been redeemed from how much iniquity? Oh. Yet everybody comes up to me and says, well, everybody has to sin sometime. Oh, oh yeah, you do. You will, because that's who you're claiming to be, and that's what you claim to believe. Well, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You ever heard that one? Yeah. Yeah, they'll spit it right at you, but they don't read the next verse. It talks about you being justified and made righteous in God's sight, praise God. They want to stop halfway through the scripture and tell you what's going on. Here's another of my favorites. The devil made me do it. He can't make you do it unless you allow him to make you do it. Praise God. Come on now. So we have power over sin, don't we? We can stand against sin now. I don't have to sin anymore. I'm not a sinner. I'm not a weakling. I'm not have all these problems that everybody's trying to put on my life. Glory to God. And the sin consciousness that was born into us when we were born was basically there. You could see it take place as soon as Adam sinned. What did he do? He hid himself from God. He, he tried to try to do it himself. He got a fig leaf. I mean, oh, the fig leaf wasn't going to work. But he thought it might work. we got a lot of people that think it's going to work when they got a fig leaf, and it's not going to work. It only comes through faith in Jesus Christ that delivers us and sets us free. So that came into all of us when we were born in this world. We had that sin consciousness on the inside. How do I get rid of that? Only by faith in the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ will purify you. What purifies you? Faith in the blood. Well, when I quit doing that, I'll believe it. No, 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 you've got to believe it's over with, and then the power of God does it. We've got it backwards. Well, I'll quit, quit taking drugs sometime. No, you won't, not till you believe you're not a drug addict anymore. Then the power of God will go to work in your life, and it'll set you free. I'm an angry man, always been an angry man. Mom's an angry man, Dad's an angry man. Well, it's time to break that, praise God. I'm not an angry man, unless God's an angry man, because i got his nature on the inside. Come on, I'm a brand new creation, so I'm going to resist anger when it comes. That's not who I am. I'm going to talk to it. I'm going to speak to it. I'm going to kill that anger at the root, praise God, just like the fig tree was killed at the root, and I'm going to run it out of my life. Sometimes, you know, we we get this self-pity where we're, nobody likes me. I went to church this morning, only two people hugged me. The rest of them walked right by me. I showered and everything. I don't know what the problem is. I just don't know what the deal is. And then you go home and you sit there. Well, maybe they'll call me and you sit by the phone and wait and wait and nobody calls you. I knew nobody'd call. I knew nobody'd call. I should have never went to that church. Nobody likes me anywhere there. Praise God. They just want my money. Hallelujah. I gave 35 cents in the offering two weeks ago and that's all they want to... See? How many know it starts to run? That stuff gets in your mind. You've got to stop it right there. You've got to cast down every thought and every imagination that tries to exalt itself against the... You know? You're an you're extreme introvert, everybody always told me. Well, I was, but he died. We buried him a long time ago. I was born, and then I was born. I got two birthdays, praise God. December 27th, and I've got one on December 21st. 1985 praise God I was born again praise God a new creation in Christ Jesus and I changed and when you start putting your faith in that nature of God and that change these things will start leaving your life you'll find out the will of God and you'll start operating in the power of God so you've been redeemed from how much iniquity how much are you sure all right go to Acts chapter 10 Okay, Acts chapter 10. We could go to Acts chapter 2 and go into revival if you want to. (laughs) And the sound of a rushing mighty wind (laughs) filled the whole house. (laughs) Go in any direction you want. (laughs) All right, Acts chapter 10. Look at verse 38. It says, How? God anointed Jesus. Now, do you think God wanted to anoint Jesus? You think he wanted him to be anointed? Yeah, he did it. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing and healing and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was where? With him. So here it says Jesus was anointed. Why was he anointed? Because God anointed him. He anointed him to heal all. Now, is healing part of keeping the destroyers of the works of the devil down? Yes, healing. So basically, people say, well, God's allowing the devil to attack me because I'm such a growing in the Lord so fast. No, God don't allow the devil to attack you. You allow the devil to attack you by what you think in your thought life and don't stand against it, praise God. So it says, Jesus healed all. Say, Jesus healed all. Jesus healed all. So my question to those people who tell me God heals some and doesn't heal others, I was wondering why God, or Jesus was in sin because he healed all didn't he know i mean <laughs> didn't he know that god only wants to heal this one that one and you got the audacity to go around healing everybody when god only wants this one healed and that healed and this one healed and that healed now does god want everybody healed yes. does that include you yes. see it's good to think everybody god wants everybody healed but the question is does he want me healed that's what you've got to come to. You can't come to me once, well, everybody else, God will heal everybody. What about you? I've been sick as this dog lately and I just keep getting sicker. I don't, well, apparently you don't know what you're talking about then. So notice what this does. It gives you confidence. Confidence, why? When sickness and disease comes against my body, I know that God wants me healed, praise God. If God is for me, who can be? I be. But I've got to know God's for me. I couldn't go back to where I was in my early stages and think, well, here comes sickness now. Is God maybe, you know, I've heard that he teaches you through sickness and pain when you go through it, because you draw you draw closer to him and, and you go to him. And, and if that's true, then I can't even go to the doctor because I want his will in my life. And if his will for me is sickness and pain, then I sure don't want to get free from sickness and pain because I want to be in the will of God. And if it, uh, you get so confused, you don't even know your name before you're done. But no, here it says basically he healed how many? So now I can boldly resist symptoms when they come to my body, can't I? I can say, get out of here in Jesus' name. Get lost. I can declare healing in the midst of a symptom, praise God, because I know it's God's will, and Jesus was God's will in action, praise God. Jesus healed all who were oppressed of who? The devil. That means we have the ability to heal all who are oppressed of who? All right, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, look at verse, well, let's just go back to verse 20. We've got to read that. It says, for all the promises of God in him are, yes, and in him are, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Now, he which establishes us with you in Christ, and he that has anointed us is who? God. Is God. Yeah. So then basically, are you anointed? Yes. Who anointed you? God. How do you know you're anointed? Do you have a goosebump this morning? Do you feel the anointing this morning? Well, you could, but even if you don't, praise God. It doesn't mean that you have it. So I can boldly believe and confess that I am anointed, and how many know the anointing is the power of God that breaks every single yoke. yoke. So it's there in your life to destroy the works of the devil. If I don't believe I have the anointing, it's going to be hard for me to destroy the works of the devil when I don't have what it takes to destroy the works of the. So I can say that I'm anointed and I'm being established by God, praise God. People say, well, I wish I had the anointing. I say, keep wishing. (laughs) Because you're going to keep wishing until you get some kind of sense evidence that tells you that you got the anointing and then you're going to believe it, praise God. Some say, I sure hope so. I said, but you are. But I don't feel it but you are, Uh, I never saw it work, but you are, praise God, because it's based on the word of God and not your feelings and not your emotions, glory to God, so you never have to wonder again, are you anointed, does God want you healed, does he want you free from all the works of the devil, yes, Yes. does he want you prosperous, yes, Yes. all these things are God's will, so it's a lot easier to receive once again what you know is God's will than what you're guessing is God's will, all right, go to Galatians chapter 5. And this works not only with healing and all this stuff, but it works with what God wants to do in your life. When God came to me and I had a thought that God was going to teach me the word of God and have me teach people and be a pastor, my first couple thoughts weren't, hallelujah, amen. They were, are you sure you're talking to me? And then I thought, you know, I've heard about pastors, (laughs) ministry, ministry. And I thought, is this God or the devil trying to get me into pastoring? had to make up my mind here, but I had to come to a place where I knew that I knew that I knew that God's will for me was to pastor and to apostle. And when he did that in my life and I received that, that's when the anointing went to work to help me understand the word, how to deliver the word, how to get revelation, how to get stuff that will help people, how to train people. How to it all came after I knew his will and agreed with his will. As long as I fought his will, I got nothing because I wouldn't commit to the thing. So whatever God tells you to do, and you hear it again, and you hear it again, you may fight a little bit, but when you commit to it, you're going to find out that it worketh, even though you don't know how it's going to worketh, you don't know how you can do it, it just worketh, praise God, because it's a God thing and not a you thing. So whatever God's telling you to do on the inside of you, recognize that that's God on the inside of you, telling you, praise God. It's better than going someplace your whole life to a church that never tells you anything. You understand, we give you responsibility. I'm sorry, but we've got responsibility. And it, it's, it's harder to have it and not take advantage of it than to just be ignorant, the Bible says. So if you just want to be ignorant, praise God, you should have stayed away. Because I'm, I'm, I'm here to teach you. I'm here to train you. I'm here to disciple you. I'm here to give you a place. Because Jesus comes back when we preach this kingdom to the entire world, and I'm trying to get it done in my lifetime, and my years are slipping by. Got to get everybody on the move here. Get this done so I can fly out of here. Praise God. All glory. Fly away. Hallelujah. All right. Galatians chapter 1. Here it tells you to stand fast, therefore, in the freedom or the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of what? Galatians chapter 5. I'm sorry. Didn't I say that? Galatians 5. five one. Are we there now? All right, so stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, not going to make us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So we got a choice, don't we? You can either stand fast in God's will and what he has for you, or you can slide back and be in the yoke of bondage again. Now, what's the key? What you think? you think you're healed you think you're sick you think you're prosperous you think you're poor you think you're a new creation you think you're the old creation you think you're a sinner you think you're righteous whatever you think you are praise god is what you will be you have the ability to do that in your life because there's spiritual realities there that you don't see in the natural but you got to hook up with by something called faith you access through heaven it's already there it already belongs to you but you have to do it and you do not need sense knowledge to do it even you know. Mm, I got a couple minutes here. A lot of times with revival, the problem is it breeds a lot of sense knowledge. Because when the spirit of God starts moving and people get touched and people shake and people laugh and people scream, they start to believe in revival because of the manifestations that they can. Are you following me? But it's not because of the manifestations you can see that revival's there. It's because revival's on the inside of someone who believes it, and the power is manifesting that on the outside. But then we go to a service where we don't believe, and nobody's getting touched, we're not laying hands, and we don't believe the Spirit moved. But yes, He did. He moved in your heart. Because He just rearranged your whole closet of thinking. You see? So, So faith is used there. You didn't see what happened. But you know something happened. Are you following me? But when everybody wants to go see signs, wonders, and wonders. And there's nothing wrong with that. How many know that's good? That's good stuff. Everybody wants to see that. But don't put your faith in the manifestations of the power of God. Put your faith in the power of God. And further yet, put your faith in the God of the power. See? Because if our faith is in manifestations, they don't happen. Well, there's no power there. If our faith is in power and we don't experience anything, we don't have any faith. No, put it in God. And as long as it's God, you'll see the power and you'll see the manifestations of the Holy Ghost and you'll stay out of sense knowledge. Praise God. If you have to see something happen in order to believe something's happening, then you're still in sense knowledge. See? It's tough to say because we like that stuff, don't we? How I many like the move of the Spirit? I mean I like to be touched. I mean I like to feel God all over you as you're standing there. Praise God. I'll be mean, sure. And all those things are good, but don't let it adjust your faith. Do you see? Don't let it adjust because we do that even with healing, we do it with other things. Look look at the boldness you get. If I know that God wants everybody healed, then everybody I see and I'm going to play for, I don't have to wonder whether God wants them healed or not. I know that God wants them healed. So I just got to get them in a position to receive the healing that God's already provided for them and get it into them rather than wondering if God wants, does God want to heal that one? He's a pretty bad boy. God probably don't want to heal. This guy's terrible. God don't know. God wants all healed. Yes. Every single person It's not based on how good they are or based on how bad they are. Praise God. So hallelujah, you you got the will of God. It's the will of God for you to be healed this morning. Yes. Is it? Yes. Anybody need healing this morning? Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up, yep. Need healing this morning. God's will is for you to be healed. Praise God from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I am a uh, licensed POA of heaven. Just lift your hands this morning. Father, I release the anointing of God in the inside of every person here. Release it out of the inside. I release it out of the inside of me. Every single person, totally healed from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. I thank you for your spirit moving on the inside of them, fixing every physical thing, every malnormity, everything that's wrong in their life right now. You line up right now with the word of God. You've got no reason to be in a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. Now just receive the healing that belongs to you. Receive the healing that God has placed for you. Receive it that he's already provided for you. Now thank him for healing you thank him for setting you free thank him for removing whatever was in there that does not belong of God thank him for it and give him praise and glory and honor for it praise God it's already yours it belongs to you praise God he provided it on the cross hallelujah just receive your healing from head to toe Father we thank you for it we praise you for it thank God you went to the cross for us thank God you took all our sicknesses and our diseases and we give you praise and glory for it in Jesus name and everybody said Amen. amen All right, sit down all right, who in here deals with condemnation all the time? You can't go bowling in a throne room because you think yourself's a worm. You think that you're something that you're not. You've got a low self-esteem, praise God. Anybody in here? I know there's about 100 people in here. It's right up here. Here's your problem, right here. If you've got it, stand up. Praise God. It's condemnation. We're going to get rid of that this morning. We want to drive that religious spirit off of you this morning because he's got no right to be tormenting you or coming you around and keeping you from God. If you have trouble walking into the presence of God this morning, you've got a condemnation problem. Praise God. Why? Because it's already been Friday for you. You can walk in boldly into the throne of grace. Praise God well, into it. Anybody else? Anybody else? Once I start the prayer, it don't count anymore. That's it. They're coming one at a time. See, you got to get them a little bit, praise God. Put the pressure on them. Yeah, no more, praise God. Put your hands on your head just like this. Say, I'm going to think right. Condemnation, out of my life. Low self-esteem, out of my life. You be gone in Jesus' name. I am a new creation, full of the Spirit, anointed, full of the power of God. I live in peace, I live in joy, I thank the thoughts of God, I just feel the Holy Ghost all over me, and I thank you for perfect deliverance of my mind, of my thought life, and I give you the praise for it, in Jesus' name. All right, give the Lord a hand clap this morning, praise God. All right, you may be seated. All right, now when that stuff starts coming back, and it's going to try you are going to come around the corner again. going to say, that pastor didn't know nothing. He was just trying to get to 1205 instead of noon this morning, <laughs> praise God. I mean, He'll lie to you, man. He'll lie to you about anything. No, praise God. That's not you. You're brand spanking new, praise God. You walk into the throne room, glory to God. You're a king and a priest unto God. You walk like this, even if you ain't got a chest, you stick it out, praise God, and you show the devil who you are, praise God, glory to God hallelujah lord, let me just pray for you all father I thank you for these people I just thank you for TCVC I thank you for the anointing I thank you for everything that Jesus has done for us on the cross lord we want to take advantage in our lives of everything he paid for that the nails took that the whippings took that the yeah. beard pull out took father I thank you that we receive it all thank you for the capacity on the inside of us to receive every spiritual blessing that you've given to us freely and we thank you that your spirit just continues to reveal the things of the spirit to us we thank you that he goes by our natural mind and he penetrates to us with revelation in every single area of our life and we give you the praise and the glory for living free and helping to advance your kingdom and set other people free we thank you for this morning and your word and your everything that you do for us you are a good god and we love you in jesus name and everybody said amen, amen. all right we will see you wednesday night 7 30